What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. Play my music, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How are we doing, everybody? I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. I appreciate all your patience. But today, we are talking about emotions. That's right. We're going to get all in the feels this episode. <laughs> now, what I will say before we get into it is that for all the people out there that are, you know, hyper masculine, can't talk about their feelings and think emotions are for the weak, right? This episode is actually for you. We're going to break down those walls today. We are going to get in touch with those emotions and we're going to become more complete and well-rounded people. Now, most people experience emotions they're usually, you know, of course, still in that state, the state of being either upset or angry or whatever. And they're not, they're not in the mindset to properly deal with those emotions. And unfortunately, this causes people to get into the habit and go throughout their life, not being in touch with their emotions and not being able to reason with why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. Now, of course, emotions can have a plethora of stimuli or triggers but it's important as you grow and mature to start to uh, assess and control these emotions to assess and you know be one with these emotions so that you can um, address and process them in an appropriate way now i think that we've all been in a place where you know we've been like ah, i don't really know why i'm feeling this way i don't know why like people are upsetting me so much today i don't know why i'm i'm feeling like i want to cry or i don't know why i have such a short fuse today and a lot of times when, when people get to that point when they're like, all right, I'm finally not in that emotional phase anymore. They're, they're feeling like they're already past it and they don't want to continue to be in that mindset so they don't assess those emotions. But let's talk about the, the first type, the people, who, um, the people who try to assess their emotions when they're upset. When emotions are high, and this is a key for the episode, when emotions are high, logic is low and biologically speaking the part of your brain that controls logic and reasoning the frontal lobe shuts off because you know we've talked about you know our ancestors and the way that when they got into dangerous situations you know they would think about survival the same thing is kind of happening here when you get upset or you get really angry for example that frontal lobe will shut down because it's not time to think it's time to fight or flight it's time to escape or fight for your life so that's why you find when you're upset, you start to think things or say things that you don't actually mean. That's your, your filter essentially leaves and you are then not able to logically think about the consequences of your actions. But don't worry, I'm here to help. We're going we're gonna to talk through this and talk about ways that you can health, healthily, healthily. We're going to talk about how to handle your emotions in a healthy way. So step number one in mastering your emotions is to... Stop trying to control them. Now, you may be thinking, but Will, if I'm going to master my emotions, don't I have to control them? No, it's not the answer. When you feel those emotions, you want to find a way to process them in a healthy way. And typically, the way that people go about processing this is to cram it down, to, you know, shut off, shut off the feeling and try to, you know, mute the, the feeling of anger, aggression, whatever. The problem with that is is if you continue to do this for a long period of time, you'll find that you're just bottling those up and those are going to come out at some point. Okay, now I'm going to use a, a vivid analogy here and I want you to think of bottling your emotions up like constipation. Now, if you continue to you know, clench and clench and clench and don't let those emotions out, at some point, 
you're going to have emotional diarrhea. Is that a good example? You think? Okay, anyway. You guys are definitely not going to forget this now. <laughs> so you guys are definitely going to remember this example. But you will end up having that emotional diarrhea. And that comes in the form of either blowing up. You know, you, you have those times where you're really, really angry. You've been pissed off all day long. And then you just blow up. Or you're going to just cry your eyes out. Or you're going to, you know, really have one of those crazy vent sessions with your friends. That kind of thing. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. This emotional diarrhea. But... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> don't hold in your feelings or you'll have emotional diarrhea. So you notice I said process your emotions in a healthy way. And you're like, okay, hey, Will, how do I process my emotions in a healthy way? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. The way that you process your uh, emotions in a healthy way will definitely dictate, will definitely be dictated by who you are and how you personally process emotions. So it can look like a couple different things. It can look like actually having one of those good cry sessions by yourself or with a friend. It can look like, you know, punching a pillow. It can look like going to work out. You guys know yourself best and you guys know how to make yourself feel better. And you can also experiment with what works for you. So if you're upset, you can try something and see if it works to actually, you know, calm you down or make you feel better. For me, I typically like to talk about how I feel or write about how I feel. And we'll talk about journaling a little bit later. And we know how, and we know what it's like to try to fight diarrhea. If, you, if you're going to try to fight emotional diarrhea, good luck, Charlie. So when, when I get angry, when I get upset, I will usually talk to um, my girlfriend or my dad or um, my best friends. And they'll, they'll usually be able to give me some sort of advice or some sort of um, calming explanation on why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, whatever. And it does make me feel better. And I found out even in times that the situation doesn't actually improve. Being able to just talk about the way that I feel usually makes me feel better. So think for yourself, what is your emotional processing technique? What do you do to make yourself feel better? And how can you utilize those better in your daily life to control your emotions, to master your emotions, and make sure that you are not controlled by your emotions? So step number two is being curious about your emotions. Don't run or hide from the way that you feel because essentially the way that you feel and your emotions are a part of you. And you have to remember that your emotions make up who you are and they stem from your experiences. They stem from, they stem from who you are as a person. So if you're curious about your emotions and you want to explore your emotions the way that you feel, you are essentially thereby trying to master yourself. You're improving the amount that you know about yourself and in that way, you're becoming a more complete, well-rounded person. And maybe I may be off base here, but I'm always curious about like learning more about myself, learning about more about who I am, because I find that that's a very enriching way to live. If, if I'm different from somebody else, why am I different? Why don't I react the same way that other people do? What in my past or what experience have I had that have encouraged me to not react in a certain way or to react in a certain way? And I think these emotional manifestations of yourself are best realized in journaling. And some people may think that journaling is a waste of time or boring or whatever, but it actually really is an extremely fulfilling process because you get to learn about yourself in a way that is very intimate and very much yourself. You get to write in the pages, unfiltered thoughts, unfiltered feelings, and you get to then essentially work out those ideas in a way that 
tells you why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So I've had, I've had, you know, some incredible times journaling where, you know, I've, I've come to realizations like, Oh, that's the reason that when somebody says X, Y, Z, it sets me off. Or if somebody talks to me in a certain way, that's why it sets me off. Or, or creatively, I've had ideas come to me where, you know, some of, some of the podcast episodes that, you know, you guys have watched have stemmed from my journaling and learning about myself and learning about issues that I've faced and ways that I can translate that into a podcast episode to help somebody else. So maybe they don't have to go through some of the crappier things that I went through. And oddly enough, you know, some emotional reactions stem from trauma from the past, or especially if it's unresolved. And I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about relationship. Let's take a relationship for an example. How many times, I mean, I've seen this plenty of times, but you can think of it to yourself if you've seen this. How many times have you seen in a relationship that past unresolved trauma has led to the failure of a new relationship? People think that, oh, you know, I can't figure out how to have a relationship with somebody. You know, all my relationships fail, whatever. And they don't, they fail to realize that they're self-destructing their own relationships because they haven't resolved the trauma from their past. You'll see, you'll see this very, you'll see this very clearly a lot of times in extremely jealous relationships, relationships where the person is trying to be very controlling. A lot of times that is an indicator that that person had resolved unresolved trauma in their past and they feel like they are biting for control. They feel like they need to be in control. Otherwise that person is going to leave them and they're going to have to go through the trauma that they went through in the past. Now, of course, that's a, that's a whole rabbit hole that we'll probably save for another episode, but Um, that is another way that not being able to be in touch with your emotions and not being able to, you know, address those feelings can lead to self-destruction in your own life. And in a lot of ways, and I want you guys to catch this because this is an interesting point that I don't think a lot of people notice, but how many times do you make the people in your current or present situation pay for the transgressions of the people in your past? Did you guys catch that? Did you guys hear that? How many times do you make the people who support you the most and are currently in your life pay for the transgressions of somebody who hurt you in the past? I'll let you think about it, but we'll get off that. Another reason that I say that your emotions are a part of you is because your reaction is specific to you. Regardless of what happens, your reaction is not going to be the same as everybody else's, which would mean that the variable that changes is the reaction and not the actual event, right? So if you're able to reflect, if you're able to be in touch with your emotions and realize why or how you react in a certain way, then you're able to be able to master those emotions better because you get to the reasoning of behind why you react in a certain way. And then once you learn about those emotions and when and why they come, then you can find out ways to handle those in a more healthy way. You can see the triggers coming and you can see before that emotion is just slammed upon you, right? You can meet those triggers head on or you can avoid them entirely before you're swept up in a wave of emotions. And instead of having your emotions control you, then you can control your emotions. And a person that has mastered their emotions will thereby be a more complete and well-rounded person. But that is going to take us to the weekly takeaway.
This week's weekly takeaway is a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. Yep, Corny Jim quotes her back, but this one, I like this one a lot. Nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that ties back into that last point we just made about, you know, different people reacting to different stimuli. Nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. Take this, take some time this week to learn about yourself and reflect upon some of the emotions that you feel. See if you can learn a thing or two and take a step to becoming the best version of yourself. But that's going to do it for this episode. I thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or to the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so somebody else can listen and enjoy as well. You know what we're building here? A community. So subscribe, like, favorite, follow, do all that great stuff. We're making it great. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been World of Thoughts That Count. I'll see you next time. Who we was that a good episode. And guess what? Here's another one. Do you want to eat? Watch that. Watch this episode right here. It's so good. It's so good. You, you won't even believe it. Just watch it. All right. See ya. Love you.